0: serving god with question marks you will have to serve god with question marks man again it's it's the sometimes why this cross why this bereavement why am i perplexed by this dilemma why is the difficulty piled like a barricade against my path you do not have an answer now but you will Until then, settle firmly in your faith that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, at some point, church, you will have to get in your soul this one thing among many things when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to living for God, when it comes to serving Jesus Christ. There are many things that are going to have to be cemented in your soul. Among those things, as you run this race, you will have to realize that you are going to have to serve God with question marks. Did you hear what I said? That you're going to have to serve God with question marks. In other words, there are pockets of life where we will not have an answer as to why. There are pockets of life... Amen. Where we will not know why it happened. We won't be able to figure it out. And there are these pockets, amen, that you may never know until we see Jesus himself or or he comes back to get us. But even in that, with that pocket, amen, and with that question mark looming, we still have to serve God with all fervency. Can you say amen? We still have to serve Jesus Christ with everything in us, even though there are these spaces of time where we're asking, God, why? So I want to look at this and expound on this. I believe in God, amen. God gave this to me, and I believe it's going to help some folks. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, one verse of Scripture this evening. The Bible simply says this. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, this evening for all you're doing. I give you all the praise and glory, God. God, I trust in you and you alone, and I pray, God, help us, give us understanding. And I'm asking you, God, let us be able to serve you with question marks. We thank you and we give you all the praise and glory for what you're doing and the things that are revealed to us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, all God's people said, amen. If you're taking notes, serving God with question marks, serving God with question marks. Let's look at the secret thing for a moment. Moses talks about the secret things to the people of God. And as we look... At this, we begin to see human nature, which says, I have a right to know. To be included, uh, uh, excuse me, to be included in the family of Christ, I have a right to know the things and revelations of God. And how many know this is how we begin to feel when we're going? I have a right to know why I'm going through this. I have a right to know why this happened. I have a right to know because I am engrafted into the king of kings and the Lord of lords, his family, and he knows, and I should be inclined to know. John 21 and 21, Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if I will will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Peter is feeling the weight of his destiny because God just told him, hey, you're going to be taken away <laughs> by people who you don't want to be taken away by. And they're going to take you against your will and they're going to do things to you, Peter. And so Peter is like, oh, oh, OK, but what about him? What about this fella over here? And Jesus begins to say, uh, what about him? See, in other words, he wants to figure out if others are going to suffer like he's suffering. No doubt thinking, why do I have to go through that? And Jesus tells him, what is it to you? This is not something to be revealed to you. That's not for you to know. When reading this, we can hear Peter's frustration, much like when you and I, uh, And things are not plain to us. Can you say amen? And we're trying to figure out how come he looks blessed and look where I'm at. We begin to look at other people and go, Lord, what about me? Look at what they're look how they're smiling all the time. They look so happy. They look like there's a blessing, a grace upon their life. What about me? And we get frustrated. Can you say amen? We get frustrated when we don't understand the struggle. Why am I struggling like this if I'm doing everything correctly? Anybody ever felt like that? God, I have been praying. God, I have been believing. God, I have been walking in faith. God, I have been faithful. God, I've been in church. I've been in the house of God. God, I'm seeking your name. Why am I struggling? And all we want to know is, Lord, what is the master plan? Anybody ever been there? You're going through and you're like, God, what is the ultimate plan here? If I got to go through it, Lord, fine. Can you just show me the end? Jeremiah 23 and 18. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? What Jeremiah is saying is that you and I are not in heaven when decisions are made for your life. You will not know all things, folks. Listen to me. You might as well just get that in your soul now. You're not going to know everything. You're not going to know why it happened. Amen. You're not going to know why you struggle with everything in life. But you must continue to serve God even when you have that question mark looming over that moment of time. At times we feel it, amen, that we feel like, you know what, my life should be going this way based upon what I am doing. And how many know we've had it to where it goes opposite? And what do we want to know? Why? Why? I've had people come to me over the years, Pastor, why? Pastor, why did I have to be violated? Pastor, why did my son have to get sick? Pastor, why do I have this disease? I mean, that's a real thing. And sometimes the only answer I can give them is God's grace is sufficient. Because I don't know why. But all things are not for you to know. And these things are with Christ. Can you say amen? And you and I must live with that in a joyous and faith-filled fashion. That God, I don't know why this happened this way. I don't know why. But you know what? Even yet, I'm going to still live you for you. I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to leave the question mark there for you. You know why, Lord, and I'm, that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to rack my brain trying to figure it out anymore. I'm not going to sit up every night to, up until 5 in the morning trying to figure this out. You know what, God? If you haven't revealed it, then that means it's with you. The bottom line, church, is that you and I are not so close to God that all things will be revealed to us in this life now. No matter how much they hurt. Job 11 Seven tells us this. Can you search out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than heaven. What can you do? Deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes by in prisons and gathers to judgment, then who can hinder him? Here Job is saying, What can you do? <laughs> what can you do? He's. He's unfathomable. He does as he wills. The Bible, our text, tells us that these things belong to God. The Lord has ownership of those things as well as your prayers. And listen to me, no fasting and no prayer will make him give it to you. You hear what I'm saying? Is that we can't manipulate God. Is that, God, well, I'm going to fast until you tell me. Well, you might die. (laughs) You might starve to death. Because that's not going to make him reveal anything to us. Can you say amen? If he wants it revealed, he'll reveal it. Can I just say something before I move forward here? It would do you well to stop thinking about it. How it all ties in. How I many? mean, oh, this will drive you crazy. Listen to me. I'm not saying not to. I understand that you can't always forget. And I understand that there are legitimate questions in the room here this evening of why and why not. And I understand that. But listen to me. At some point, folks, you got to say, you know what? I can't keep thinking about it. You know, when I, when I, was, when I first got saved, one of my questions was, God, why, did my, why wasn't my father there? I would have turned out. Even though, yes, I was still a sinner and unsaved, but God, I would have turned out a lot better had he been there. I might have learned some things. I might have been able to get through some things a little bit better had he been there. God, I don't understand why. Out of all things, why would you not let? Why was my mother struggling? Why did she have to work two jobs? Why were we? Why, God? days and nights thinking about why, and realizing God is not answering. And at some point I say, you know what, Lord, you've saved me, you've touched me. It's no longer about why now. I I can't live there any longer. Can you say amen? I can't live in the why now. I have to live in what? In other words, what am I supposed to do with it, Lord? What am I supposed to do now? You've saved me. You've touched me. You healed me. I can't think about why you didn't do this. I got to think about why did you save me? So sometimes, folks, you got to let things go, even when you don't have answers. Because you may never get the answer. You know, many of you know my wife. She's diabetic. And there have been times where I go, God, why? 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 Still haven't got the answer yet. You can't live there, folks. At some point you say, you know what, Lord? That's with you. All I can do is pray and serve and believe. And the things that I don't know, I'm not going to try. You know what? When you reveal it, you reveal it. And if you don't, Lord, I'm still going to serve you. Can you say amen? If you're going to make it for Christ, the biggest questions in your life, you're going to have to be able to live with them being unanswered. Listen to me. If you're going to make it for Christ, the biggest questions you have for your life sometimes are just going to have to leave it with a question mark and move forward. Let's look secondly at what belongs to us. So Moses brings them to us. So first he says, the secret things are with the Lord. But then he says, wait a minute, but the things that are revealed are for you and your children. He first gives us understanding that we are, uh, that God is ruler and that all things are in his control, not ours. And that he knows, even though Uh, even though we don't understand them, but God knows. So he's bringing us there, Deuteronomy 29, 29, our text. But those things which are revealed belong to us. But we come to and begin to understand that what we are walking in is faith to do the will of God. And within that, amen, we have things revealed to us, and that's what we need to revel in. And that's what we need to enjoy, not what isn't, but what is. See, it's not for us to dwell on the things we don't know, but yet to dwell on the things that have been revealed. Because that's what we own. I don't have an answer to why that child died. I don't have an answer to why mom got sick or dad got sick. I don't have an answer to why things happen. But the things that I do have, that's what I hold on to. That when you figure out what your calling is, and remember, calling is not just asserted to preaching or just to being a pastor. But when you figure out what God wants you to do, when he reveals that to you, amen, uh, then you can live there. That's been revealed. Can you say amen? And there you hold on to that and begin to serve the Lord with that. Matthew 13 and 10, and the disciples came to him and said, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Yes, there are mysteries that we have to own. They're ours to continue to with and press forward. They have been revealed. Those parables were revealed to those men to know Christ better, to be able to have a glimpse into the mind of God. These are things that are being revealed to these men and to the kingdom of heaven. To use that revelation, amen, to then navigate how we ought to live through this life. That's what we have to revel in. What has been revealed to us so that we may have productive lives in Jesus. What has God already shown you? Amen. He has shown you and revealed things to you, not to just have them, but to use them. Amen. To equip you and I. Can you say amen? To do his will. This is why it's imperative that we read God's word. Why? Because God's word brings revelation. This is why it's imperative that you and I pray. And not just over meals. Somebody say amen. But that we pray continuously. Why? Because it is there that things become revealed. Amen. I've heard so many people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I ask them, well, have you been praying? Not really. Have you been reading? Not really. Are you going to church? Not at all. Well, you're never going to know. But see, the things that God has revealed to you, hold on to that, folks. Let that be your encouragement. Can you say Amen. Let that be the thing to bring you up on those lonely and dark days. Amen. Let that be the thing. Like, God, you know what? I don't know about this, that, and the third, but this I do know, that I have a purpose in life, that you have saved me. Amen. That you have touched me, that you are, I'm going to be a witness. How many know? all of us, if we are saved in this place, one thing that we all are, are witnesses. We're not all preachers and evangelists and pastors and different things, but we're all witnesses. And that's what God has revealed, that you know what? I'm going to reveal who I am through you so that you can show other people who I am. That are the things that we hold on to. Romans 16, 25, now to him who was able to establish you according to the According to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began. But now made manifest by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to faith. Verse 27, to God alone wise be the glory through Jesus Christ forever. That's what belongs to us. Is parts of the will of God. Not all of it. How many know if you knew the complete plan, you probably wouldn't fulfill it? Even if it turned out good. But the fact that what you have to go through to get there, how many know most of us would be like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be hurt that way. I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have to go to get to there. I want to get there, but I don't want to go through that. So God reveals pieces of it. And those pieces, amen, are you for you to hold on to. Because the truth be told, folks, we don't need to know all of it. How many have ever read a book and read the end and then tried to go to the beginning and got to like chapter three and was like, well, I already know the end. Because it seems so boring to get there because you already know what's going on. So it's like, why would I want to go through all, especially how many know 20 chapter books? You're like, man, I'm, I'm not about to read these next 18 just to, just to know what happened in 20. I already know. And I believe that there are, this is why God doesn't reveal everything. This is why it's kind of like that lit path, amen, just a little bit is lit. And then once you get to the darker part, you're like, okay, Lord, what's here? And God's like, okay, a little bit. Why? Because we know know ourselves, man. I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm not going to fulfill. I'm not going to do it. And this is why God reveals pockets to us and not necessarily the whole plan. Because then at the end of life, we can look back and say, God, now it all makes sense. God, thank you for what you brought. Now it makes sense now. Even in the midst of it, it ends. So I'll hold on to what you're revealing to me, God. I'll hold on to what you're revealing to me. So we live in it day by day. And as God reveals, we hold on to it. And we use that revelation as steps in God's will to get to the promise, to get what he's ultimately calling us for. See, folks, in other words, stop embracing the unveiled. Stop trying to, what, why not this? Well, what's behind this curtain? Who cares? Go to the curtains that are open. And cling to what has been revealed. Hebrews 3 and 14. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold to the beginning of our confidence and steadfast to the end. So what is ours is ours. What has been revealed, it is ours. John sixteen thirty three. The things which uh, the things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have over. Come the world. Here did Jesus say, the things that I was revealed to you, hold on to those things that you may have peace. Because you're going to have trial. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have issues and circumstance. But just hold on to what's been revealed to you. And in that, amen, you'll have peace. God has revealed That will never be alone. John 14 and 16. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. These are the things that we hold on to. Thank God that God gives us the Holy Spirit. That we can discern, can you say amen? That we can learn, that we can read God's word now with the Spirit of God, with that spiritual eye, and begin to take in all that God wants to reveal to you and me tonight. And this is what we need to hold on to, church. These are the things that you say, you know what, God, I'm not worried about what hasn't happened. Look at what has happened. You have touched my heart, you have filled me with your spirit, you have used me to make impact, you have used me for various places and things and I've touched people and done your will and seen people come to you that's what I'll hold on to that's what I'll hold on to and I'm going to use what you have revealed God and I'm going to use that to fulfill whatever your will is for my life see church Oftentimes, how many know it's easy to focus on the negative? That, that, that's not difficult. Now, I'm not saying to ignore the and things things. I'm not saying to ignore those things. But too often, we have too much focus on those things. And we'll neglect the, the positive, if you will, or the good things of God. We'll neglect it. Like some of you here never had a family, and now you do. Some of you here didn't, never saw a good family relationship. But now you're in a place where you can see him now. Some of you here were raised by everybody else except parents. But now you come to a place of, where people aim and embrace you and love you and want to help you. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? That these things have been Revealed. But we'll just look at it like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, right? That's our favorite line. Yeah, but. That's our favorite line. Man, look, you got a great church. You got people who love you. You can actually talk to your pastor and not have to make an appointment. Yeah, but. Like, man, you have a church that's really trying to touch the world. You have people who really love you, who actually would do things for you and help you and not necessarily want anything back. You have a church that preaches the gospel where, God, we have seen people get sick. You have a, yeah, 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 but. Why do we have the yeah, but? If we would look at our lives, folks, some of us here, listen to me. Thank God that you struggled. Because it was there that you saw Christ even brighter. Thank God that God knocked that pride off your shoulder. Some of you. Thank God that he... Why? Because we saw Christ even brighter and it was revealed even brighter. His grace... It is Paul that said, God, take this thorn from me, please. God, take it out of my side. I'm tired of dealing with it. It's agitating. Yeah, I can live, but I'd rather live without this. And God goes, no. My grace is sufficient because in your weakness, you're going to see strength. In other words, in your current condition, you're going to see more of me than you would if you were okay. I saw a story a while back. This is years ago. But this guy, he had this debilitating disease where his bones, and maybe some of you saw where his bones are turning basically like to stone. And he was on a Christian network. I can't figure, I don't remember which one it was, but he's on this Christian television show. And he's, they had to push him out in a wheelchair because his body just hurts consistently. He can't move, amen. He's basically just bound there. And, I mean, from To toe to neck is just painful and more pain and more pain. And the doctors are to a point where they can't do anything for him. And I'm watching this man. He's like, you know what? All I want to do is sing for the glory of God. I thank my God daily for my life. I thank God daily for what he's doing for me. And, folks, I got to be honest with you. I looked and go, what is he doing? What's he doing? Because I'm looking at the external. But what was happening to him was internal. Because that's what was revealed to him. It wasn't revealed to him why his body is malfunctioning on him. It wasn't revealed to him why his body isn't working correctly, and nor did he care anymore. He's like, that doesn't matter. I'm going to sing and be joyful in the glory of God. Why? Because of the internal things that have been revealed. My salvation has been revealed. His blood has been revealed. His grace has been revealed. So that's where I live. See, folks, if we would live there, oh, how much more joy we would have. Oh, if we lived there, how much more we would just say, you know what, God, thank you for just this breath I just took. Our text tells us the secret things belong to the Lord God, our God, but the things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. But not only for you and I, folks, the things have been revealed now go down to generations. You know, I I must admit, amen, when when uh, when uh, evangelist Chris Hart was here and he had all the children come up and. And, you know, he's praying for them and giving them words. I, I have to admit, I, you know, I, you know, I know my children, so I'm like, whatever you give them, just give it, you know, just because they need whatever you want. <laughs> they need a whole lot. So, Lord, just lay it out to them. I don't care what it is. But, you know, he's like, you're going to be a preacher, you're a leader. And I'm like, and in turn, I mean, right, you know, the, you know it, it, was, it was dusty that day. And so, it being so dusty, there was like a tear right here. Because it was so dusty. And so as the dust is settling in my nose and the tears right there, and I'm like, God, this is, is this because you revealed it to me and my wife? And now it's being passed down. That what you have revealed to us is now going into this next generation. I mean, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the magnitude of this. Like, God, are my sons going to do greater things than than me and my wife. I mean, what What does this mean for them? Is this being passed down? But listen to me, that's not just for your biological children. That's for spiritual children, too. People who you're working with, people who you're dealing with, people who you're trying to get into the kingdom of God, that you are passing down something. Why? Because you're passing down what's been revealed to you, and now it's being revealed to them, and hopefully they keep passing it down down. That should get you excited. The fact that through Christ, you can speak to somebody and literally by the power of the Holy Ghost, everything about them changes. And because they have changed, now the course of their destinies have changed. And because the course of their destinies have changed, now there's a nation that can be changed. I want you to think about Pastor Campbell for a moment as I begin to wind this down. He heard the gospel and we, you know, we've heard the test, you know, the partial testimonies as he comes and preaches around, you know, he pours out all his liquor, he pours out, you know, he begins to get rid of things. He stops hanging out with the same people. I want you to think about the magnitude of this. Pastor Campbell gets saved, goes to Chandler and think about the impact of Chandler. I I want you to think about that. Think, Think about the impact there. Here, Virginia Beach, just in those two places, look at the impact. And we're not even talking about overseas. We're not even talking about in other states. Just in our state alone, it's making impact. So why can't other people be Pastor Campbell in that regard? You can make impact too. You can pass down what's been revealed to you and it can begin to touch other nations and generations. In closing, our scripture tonight shows us God's sovereignty and grace to show us that he will not reveal certain things because it may hurt you worse than to reveal it. Have you ever thought about that? That to learn why it happened may hurt you more than to just leave a question mark there. But then within that, he reveals things that will give us encouragement and endurance to conquer and to continue. To build you and I up to fulfill his will and his doings. It is better for us not to know certain things. And the things I know, that's what I need to know. Too often, we go on these searches and we get off track. Can you say amen? What we know keeps us on track. Why did this happen to you? I'm not exactly sure, but at this point, it doesn't even matter. Why, why did that happen? What Man, why did God let that happen? I'm not exactly sure, but at this point, it doesn't matter. I'm sticking with what I know. You will have to serve God with question marks. Listen to me, folks. You will have to serve God with question marks. Everything will not be revealed. But what is, run with it. God, why did you let me get all the way rock bottom to save me? Don't live there, live in God. You saved me. You you hear what I'm saying? Like, stop worrying about the path to it. Just, God, you brought me here. I used to ask God, God, you know, I lived in Texas, and in Texas, we we have a lot of fellowship churches. I'm like, Lord, not one. I, I never got witness to once. And the funny part is I learned that I lived right around the corner from a fellowship church. Like, literally, I could walk to the church. And i was like, God, why, I mean, I mean, I like Virginia, don't, you know. I was right there. And it's cheaper. <laughs> it was right there. You could have just, boom, I could have been. And God was like, no. Because the destiny was not for you to be in Texas. No, no, no. And so as somebody, I say, you know what, God, it doesn't even matter why they didn't witness to me. It doesn't even matter why I never got a flyer. It doesn't even matter because I got the flyer where I needed to get it. Can you say amen? I got witness to where I needed to get witness to. And I'm at where I need to be at. And so that's where I live. I don't live in the whys and wh- why could have happened. And I don't live there anymore because I figured out something, folks, and maybe this will help you. I can't change it so I don't live there I live in the revelation of Christ God, as you reveal I take it in and that's how I walk and all the question marks hopefully one day they'll be answered and if not whatever I'm not gonna rack my brain here anymore and neither should you you may be going through a lot you may have a lot going on in your plate. listen to me you may have a lot of questions and I'm not negating your questions I'm not saying that your questions are just whatever and just throw. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, what if they don't get answered? What if they don't get answered? Do we negate God and just forget God and say, God, you're not a justice? You're not, you're not, you're not the God I thought you were? Or do we say, you know what, Lord? At this moment in time, it's just not for me to know. And I just got to keep serving you and let things fall where they may, Lord. Can you say amen? Again, let me say it one more time. You will have to serve God with question marks. You will. But you're going to have to continue, continue to fight, continue to believe, even with the question mark hanging over that pocket of life. Let's bow our heads before the Lord.